Hi, this is Christina Rortem, and you are listening to Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. I am here with Susan Sherman, loan originator with Home Harbor US. Today, we are talking all things home loans. So all the burning questions that you've got, anything from what are the best home loan types? What's the deal with interest rates? What the heck is going on with the mortgage market today? We're discussing all of it. So let's get into it. Hello, Christina. Good morning. Fancy seeing you here today. I know. This is special. Yeah. Okay. Tell everybody, obviously I know who you are, but tell everybody listening and watching who you are. I am Susan Sherman. I am a mortgage originator with Home Harbor Financial. Love it. And you're also, you were the Aura Affiliate of the Year. Was it 2020? That is correct. I was. The past two years have just been a blur. So I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) I agree. Very honored to get that award. So yeah. Well, you've been so uh, great to work with. You've been a great partner of Aura. And of course, you are an amazing loan originator, mortgage originator, which is why we're here today. So, okay. I mean, let's just get into it. Let's do it. Dive in. Home loans. Good times right now, right? They are. <laughs> they are. Definitely interesting times. So what what's going on? How is getting a home loan? How are home loans and the mortgage market different in 2022 versus 2021? So the big difference is rates, obviously. Rates have um, steadily been increasing since the beginning of this year. Uh, so it has changed the look of the layout for our buyers. Um, in regards to their buyer, their uh, purchasing uh, power. So it has changed even last week. It has uh, drastically increased. So if you're out there looking, you definitely want to stay in touch with your loan officer. Make sure that you're still pre-approved because the rates are changing quickly. That's an important point, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you've been pre-approved, as the rates change, it's going to impact your buying power. Correct. As as an agent, we get that question. As a realtor, we get that question, you know, is it better to wait? Is it not better to wait? I mean, I think number one, you know, whatever the best time for you is, then that's your first consideration. Correct. But the second consideration, I personally think if you're able to purchase now before the rates continue to climb, probably a little bit better. What do you think? A lot of conversation going out there in the market is, are we going to have a crash? Are we going to have another 2008? Um, so many readings and when you sp- talk to experts out there, everyone's saying it's the f- bottom is not going to fall out, mm-hmm. especially here in Florida. Right. Uh, three reasons is we have a lot of buyers um, that are still looking for homes. A lot of them are under the age of 40. Um, we have high or low inventory, um, which also and then we have stronger mortgage products. Um, right. So it helps people that will not default like what happened in 2008. Right. So that will help. A lot um, of differences. Correct. Yeah. So with that, even though the rates are still going up, it's still a great time to buy. We've been here before. It's not the first time we've seen where the rates are. We've seen, we've sold before when the rates were higher. Um, they are different in the last five years, I will say. But with that, the market just shifts and you have to shift with it. Right. So you just have to learn what skills you need to do to you know help your buyers and your sellers during this market. So it's not a good market. It's not a bad market. It's just a market that's shifting and you have to shift with it. I've heard Brian Buffini, I was listening to his podcast the other day and he was saying, you know, a recession is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah. Now, we're not 
I don't think we're officially in a recession. Many folks think that we may be headed in that direction. But, you know, exactly like what you're saying, there's advantages and disadvantages to every market. So, you know, for the past year, it's been, you know, fabulous for a lot of sellers. It's been amazing. They've seen incredible gains. Uh, It might have been more challenging for buyers. Now, as we're seeing a little bit more inventory, might be a little bit better, a little bit easier for some buyers. Correct. So interest rates, that is like the number one question that I think as agents we're getting. So where do you see, I mean, this is not the last increase that we're going to see, right? We're going to see some more. you have uh, the feds will come out and that's attached to your prime rate where the mortgage rates are attached to your 10-year treasury. They are different. But when the prime rate goes up, there's always speculation. There's always a scarce in the market. So that will increase as well. So will they increase? Probably because the prime rate, prime came, or excuse me, the feds came out earlier this year and they gave us a present because they told us they were going to increase it six times. Yeah. So we're today should be number four. Right. So... They are going to be coming out today, probably be we'll, be we'll be increasing it again to what I don't, none of us will know unless, you know, they know, but it definitely will be increasing. So will the interest rates increase? Yes. Will there be a cooling off? There probably will. It might come down just a little bit, but just know these rates will probably be here for a while. The lower rates that we saw last year or the couple of years before probably won't see that in a long, yeah, long we're time. We're not headed back to 3% anytime soon. Correct. Right? Yeah. No. But the rates are still good rates. It's just they're good rates. You know, we're not in the 80s when we were at 18%. Right. So we're still at a good rate. It's just how do you structure the purchasing power of your borrower? Yeah. There's different products out there, and you have to sometimes go outside your vanilla products to help them. And that's a good point. And I know there's some programs out there like the same as cash home loan program. That's a newer thing that I've seen. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, there's some out of the box type products. Do you want to like just touch on a couple of those? Definitely one of the ones that um, I'm always hearing from agents, especially um, sellers or listing agents, is they only want cash and conventional, cash and conventional. There are other uh, products out there. Right. And especially with this new shift happening, um, majority of our buyers may not be able to um, obtain a conventional. Mm There's FHA, there's VA, and there's USDA. And all those are still great products. Right. With FHA, it just helps um, your borrower um, have a higher purchasing power than over a conventional. Right. And the rates are lower yeah. than they are on conventional. So it helps your borrower to purchase a home. And whatever the theory is of why FHA is so scary, it really is a great product. Yeah. And I think it is so specific to that purchase that particular borrower, yep. someone might be better suited for like an FHA loan versus a conventional loan. It doesn't mean that they're not a solid borrower. I think the number one, I think it's a myth, and I think you probably agree with me that I hear about FHA and VA is that the appraiser is just so much stricter. So do you want to speak to that? or Because that's not really true, it's right? It's not. And a lot of them also say, oh, the appraisal is going to come in low. Well, right. appraisals are coming in low across the board with all products. It can it's, happen on any product. It can product. happen on yeah. any product. It's not just because you go with the FHA, right. it's going to go lower. Um, I did a jumbo VA came out right up price and it was a, it was a beautiful appraisal. There was no issues with it with the VA. So you have to get that out of your mind that they're going to come in. And honestly, if it comes in low, then that's what the market's giving. Right. We can only go by what the market is providing right. for us. They're they're great products. Um, yes. You know, it's all about finding what the best fit is for that particular person. So what are the, uh, speaking of myths, like what are the top, like what are the top things that you hear about getting a loan 
maybe for a first time buyer, like what are the top things that you hear people say that you're mm-hmm. like, wow, that's really just like not true. Yes. So number one myth, you need 20% down. Mm-hmm. So that is a myth. Yeah. Uh, we have products where there is some products out there for 100% financing. Yeah. USDA. Yeah. Right? Um, and there's other ones as well for 0%. Um, FHA is three and a half and conventional could be three to 5%. Yeah. So you don't need 20% to put down. Um, another myth is that you have to have an 800 credit score. That is another myth. Um, there are lenders out there that can go as low as 550. So it just depends on your credit score and where you are, but there are uh, different products out there. I always talk to some of them as well in regards to whether they should rent mm-hmm. or buy. Yeah. Um, and it was quite interesting. I heard from Dave Ramsey um, here recently, and he even suggested that it he is said, time. Now is the time. time. Now yeah. is the time to buy. And if you're going to pay rent for someone, might as well pay yourself. Yeah. Speaking of uh, gurus, um, you know, and I follow some of the stuff that Grant does. I saw Grant Cardone numerous times. He said, don't buy, don't buy. And then recently bought this amazing mansion like on the beach. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you just bought that. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that's important. I think it's it's good to check in with those gurus like Dave Ramsey, Grant Cardone, whoever your guy is. You know, Gary Vee is super popular on social media and everything. But, you know, again, it comes down to like, what's the best thing for you? Mm -hmm. This is another thing I think that is like so important to the process. because you can be a good borrower, but if you're not like turning in the paperwork on time or, you know, like what are the things that you see that like slow or delay or, you know, cause problems with loans? I think paperwork is like number one. That's like the number one number thing. One. Like, you're asking them, yes. hey, I need your bank statements and it takes them two weeks. That's mm-hmm. going to delay your closing, right? Like, Absolutely. What else? You want to definitely when you uh, start looking to purchase house, I always recommend to shop your rate and shop your loan officer as well. Um, you want a loan officer that um, is going to be on, you know, speaking with you, has the great communications right. as well. Um, you can close homes in 20 days or less. But mm-hmm. I always say to my uh, borrowers, when we start the process, I'm going to become your best friend, yeah. which means I ask for something. I email you, right. I text you or I call yeah. you. I need you to bring it. So, yeah. yes, getting those documents does slow down the process. And we have to move as quickly as possible because the way that the process works we are very time sensitive. We're yeah. time sensitive in regards to a contract. Uh, you don't know how many days you have on financing. That's always negotiable. Right. Um, inspection and appraisal time frame. So everything is very time sensitive. So when you do go under contract, you definitely want yeah, you to be, be on the ball. always, mm-hmm. always be on the ball. And the other thing, be honest. Uh, a loan <laughs> officer is like a priest. So if you don't tell Confess. us everything, we will find out. So it's always great to yes. be truthful that's true. so we do know which you're gonna product find out eventually we're gonna find out eventually so always <laughs> yeah. be very honest with your loan that's officer hilarious. of anything and you know what life happens yeah but just tell us what happened so we right. can we can guide you in the right directions yeah and i think that's um just kind of makes me think of the fact that you know just like i would love to say i'm the right agent for every the right realtor for every buyer and seller i'm probably not you know, and the same thing with the loan officer. Mm-hmm. I think you need, you know, people are need to have a good, like you said, we're going to be best friends yep. in this process. Mm-hmm. So it's like when people are choosing somebody to do their home loans, they need to have a comfort level. Absolutely. To be able, like you said, to be honest, to give them the right documentation and the full story on everything from the start. Because if you don't, you're just delaying the process. Correct. And know? I would also say for the buyers, like ask 
as many questions as you can. I always yeah. have people, I'm going to ask a stupid question. I'm like, there's no stupid questions. You have to understand the process. And if you never purchased before, it can be very overwhelming. Right. You Google and it can go in 20 yeah. different directions. So yeah. to have that conversation. It's like WebMD. Every yes. time you look anything up, you're like, I've got cancer. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, that's not the right answer. Don't worry. Let's move this direction. So yes. Yeah. And in terms of the pre-qualification versus a pre-approval. And I think from a from a realtor's perspective, when I have a listing and I get we this is another thing too. It's been pretty common, you know, I, I typically anything that I offer on or I'm having folks offer on in terms of a listing, I'm requiring a pre-approval letter yep. or a proof of funds because, you know, this day and age we're not doing a handshake deal. We need to assure the seller that the buyer is able to perform. So um, in the industry, we understand the difference between pre-qualification and pre-approval. Can you speak to that and kind of clarify for everybody listening? Absolutely. So pre-qualification is basically you're on the phone with the lender. They're going to ask you, what do you think your credit score is at? What are you making? And so a pre-qualification is basically just taking the information without Mm -hmm. looking at it, without pulling credit, without looking at their income sources, like their pay stubs and W-2s, where pre-approval is you pulled credit, you see all the debt, where their actual credit score is, and you're looking at their income documents in assets, and you're and you're putting the whole application through, and you're putting it through a system that we have yeah. um, that allows us to know if you approved or not. So, it you you're looking at everything. You definitely want a pre-approval, especially nowadays. Um, you don't want to waste anyone's time because someone could say, "Well, I have a 700 and it's a 560," or it could be re- reversed. They're like, yeah. "Well, I have a 680 or a 620," and you I'm like, "No, it's like an, it can even be better." And they might just not know. Correct. You know, so yeah, it's really important to actually do that. And we know, we know, and a lot of times as realtors, we will call the loan officer up and say, hey, I noticed you sent me a letter for John Smith. Did you verify his bank statements? Did you pull his credit? Correct. Did you look at his tax returns? Have you looked at these things, right? Yes. So, um, you know, it, it's just the pre-approval is what you're really, I think, gives you a little bit more buying power. And then I was going to say also, you brought up like proof of funds, so then the newest, I would say, is more of when a lot of um, borrowers are saying, I'll pay this amount over the appraisal, oh, right? right? Yeah. So a lot of buyers think if I pay over that amount, that amount can be rolled in to the loan. Can't. If you're agreeing, like you're saying, to pay over the appraisal value, then you're saying I'm bringing the cash. Correct. Because the lender is not lending over the appraisal. No, <laughs> they're not. You know, the purpose of the appraisal is what? Well, we want to make sure that the value is there on the property. Right. And then a lender a lender will only give um, the loan of the purchase price or appraised value, whichever is right. lower. Right. So if you're saying you're con- under contract for 450 it appraises for 400 and you yes. said, I'm going to do whatever over the appraisal value, you know, usually people will do some type of limitation. Well, you can't put that in the loan, exactly like what you said. Correct. So pre-approval versus pre-qualification or pre-qualification versus pre-approval. So when you're pre-approving somebody, what are you checking? Like, what are the things that people should expect to have ready for you when they're getting a pre-approval? The documentation? Yeah. The um, documentation up front is always driver's license, um, your income. So it would be a W-2. Uh, pay stubs if you're self-employed, mm-hmm. last year's tax returns for both business and personal. Mm-hmm. In business, any um, uh, if you're 25% owner or more in a business, we will need to see those. 
definitely your assets. So we like to see all assets, not just the assets that you are using to put down, um, but other assets because sometimes the, depending on the product, we need reserves. Gotcha. So it could be a 401k, it could be a savings, it could be an IRA. So seeing all your assets makes you a stronger borrower as well. I always tell folks that's kind of like the first step, you know, find your realtor, then um, get your pre-approval. Like, is I mean, how fast or what's a typical time? For- I say at least 24 hours, but they should be doing it um, if it's in the morning, hopefully the same day. Um, but at least give them at least 24 hours just, you know, if there's other pre-approvals. But um, once they get into it, it probably will take an hour Mm-hmm. just to look at everything. You need to make sure you're looking at their credit report. You want to make sure of their income documents. Uh, you want to make sure you're putting them in the correct uh, product as well. They can speed this up by having those things that you just mentioned. That is correct. Ready yes. to go. Um, so, and another thing that I think folks when they're entering into the process for the first time are surprised to find, and even doing it, you know, having done this for 18 years when I purchased my house, I was like, oh, why are you asking me for that again? But when you get into the underwriting process, the underwriter might want some verification. They want, might want a letter of explanation. So can you just briefly explain the underwriting process and what they should expect during that. Absolutely. So a good lender will definitely look at where you are when you're doing the application. You already see um, some, not hiccups, but you might already see some uh, conditions that a lender or excuse me, an underwriter may ask for. Right. If there's a gap in employment, they're going to ask for a letter of explanation. Um, if there was a short sale, bankruptcy or um, anything to that nature, they might want a letter of explanation. Right. So just be prepared. So when it when we give all the documents to the underwriter, they go deeper. They have other systems that they have to process right. because they then a, a loan officer has. So once they go through their systems, they all they're trying to do is make sure they're just crossing T's and dot and I's. So when they go deeper and they're going by the, the guidelines, it's not a bad thing. They just want to make sure... Honestly, if they sell this file, that it could be sellable and you're doing what's what's right with the government regulations. Right. So if someone ever questions, well, why did you yeah. approve this? It's their name on the so what, what was the documentation yeah. that satisfied that? So right. an underwriter will come back. It is normal. Um, it's The more documents you give up front, when it comes out of approval from the underwriter, you should have small conditions. Fewer questions. You will always have conditions because yeah. one's going to be appraisal or title. Maybe um, credit inquiries. It's normal. It's normal for the But your whole point is just trying to be, let's get five instead of 25. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and I love what you said. You know, a a great uh, loan officer is going to, you know, kind of look at your your picture right then. Mm -hmm. And me being self-employed, you know, right off the bat, you know, I had a profit and loss statement. You know, I'm ready to kind of explain my financial picture because it's not like a guaranteed same amount every week and every month. So for self-employed folks, um, you know, is there any tips that you would offer for people in that boat? When I speak to them, they're always like, I make X amount of dollars. So you have to understand after your write-offs, that's the income. That's what you really make. That's really what you make. (laughs) It's not what the company makes or what you make. So. Um, you need whatever you're showing on that bottom line is the income we have to calculate. Yeah. And we use over two years and we divide it, add it together, divide it by 24 months. That's the income we come with. Um, a lot of times if um, some of your debt can be paid by um, a business, sometimes like you have a car, that's a business write-off. If it's being paid by the business, we don't have to include that in the debt to income. Well, I just, you know, I'm going to be honest, I got distracted by the thought uh, I heard online somewhere that you can, um, depending on the tonnage of the car, 
you can write off some luxury luxury vehicles like you know go buy yourself a g-wagon for 170k <laughs> is that true is it, do we all need to go buy g-wagon no i would Susan? not recommend that <laughs> i mean it's a I mean, seriously, do you want the car or do you want the house you know yeah good question uh, good uh-huh. question yeah yeah that is another uh, i think this brings us to a really classic element of the home loan so when you're in the process of buying a home loan what are some things you don't want to do? <laughs> That's, a great, <laughs> That's a great one. Do you, do you want to buy that boat? You that do not at? want to buy anything. You don't want your credit pulled again. You, um, If you're shopping for furniture for your home, you keep it in the cart. You keep it in the shopping cart yeah. online. You don't purchase anything. You don't right. want to increase your credit card um, amounts because once we go through the process, there is a soft pull done at the end. And we want to make sure that during this process, you didn't obtain another loan. There's not a loan out there. You didn't tell us. You didn't increase your credit cards. Because if you increase your credit cards from $5,000 to $25,000, that's going to change your monthly minimum payment. And that could could blow everything out. Screws up your debt to income ratio. If you're in the process, and I've had this happen, and your car dies. Yeah. And you really need to get a car. What luck. You have to, again, (laughs) be honest with your loan officer. Right. Talk to them. Tell them what's going on. Let yeah. them tell you that if you need one, this is where your payment needs to stay around. Right. Things happen in life. You yeah. do need it, but they'll walk you through that. But without a doubt, don't go out and buy. Don't yeah. and do not change employment. Yeah, this do is another Do not change one. employment. Yeah. And they'll even call what they call the day before or they have you know. um, once it's approved. They have within ten days, but typically it's about five days. Five and some of them call the day before. Yeah. So there is that I've window. Had that. Because it can't be more than 10 days. So yes, they can call a day before to make sure that you are still employed. I had one back in the day. And unfortunately, they left that position. Didn't tell anybody. <laughs> so that was a deal breaker. Yes. So if you're thinking of making a, you know, starting your own business or making a career change, you might want to hold off a little bit yes. on that particular thing. Yeah. Don't buy any boats, cars. Don't take out any you know, credit nope. lines or switch careers or jobs, um, you know, just uh, focus on the home loan. That is correct. So I want to get into a cool program that people are buzzing about and I'm getting a lot of questions about. And I put some videos out and I'm getting a lot of calls on it. The Hometown Heroes Program. Yes. So tell me, what is that? What does that mean? Who qualifies? What's that all about? So our uh, Governor Santis came out with this new program that just came out on June 1st, um, and it's for our hometown heroes. So it's for police officers, firefighters, um, nurses. There is a full list. You can go on online and you do Hometown Heroes, and there's a full list of eligible occupants, Um, chiropractors, um, I believe massage therapists, um, different lines of yeah. medical can um, approve of this. So you can receive five up to, uh, 5% of the purchase price up to 25000 So it's not just 25000 it's 5% of the purchase price. That can help offset your down payment and or closing cost. You know, so you get the twenty five k. How does that work in terms of so then payment the, or- the amount that you receive, let's say it is 25000 it kind of becomes like a second mortgage on your property. Zero payments. You don't make any payments on it, but it's non-forgivable. So what that means is at any point in time you sell it, whether in three years or in 30 years, you will owe the $25,000 back. Okay. That's an important thing to know. Absolutely. What's the minimum credit score on that? Is there one? I'm not 100%. I believe it's like 640. Yeah. 640, 680. Yes. I feel like you're right. Yeah. And then some of the op- occupations were a little bit... Um, 
I, I was surprised. There's, yes. there's, there's more than you would think. There's I, more 100%. than what you typically see for this type of a program. I had a nurse administrator that went to pre-qualify and she was able to. Um, so I have seen some folks. Um, so this is if they've purchased a home in the past like couple of years, then that's going to kind of mean that they're ineligible, correct? No, or, it no? doesn't. It doesn't. It's not just for first time homebuyers. Okay. And what constitutes a first time homebuyer is you haven't owned a home for the last three years. Gotcha. So this is for it's just not for first time homebuyers. It could be for okay. anybody. Yes. That's great. Yeah, that's a, that's a great stipulation that they yeah. put in. It's um, more folks than I thought um, could be included, can be included. And, and these days it's like whatever you can get to help with this crazy housing market. Absolutely. Is there anything that's you want people to know that we didn't cover? Any tidbits or best practices or words of wisdom that you have for everybody listening? Don't be scared. Yeah. You know, a lot of people yeah. are worried or scared. It is one of the biggest purchases that you will um, that will be in your life. But don't be scared of the process. Ask the questions. Be educated. Um, know how much money you do have to save. There's different ways that we can help you. Um, there's hometown heroes or there's um, lender credits. So there is ways that we can help you because if you are renting, it is a great time to buy. And think about it. If you left this rental and went to another, you still have to put first loss in security. Yeah. So that could be part of your down payment of purchasing a home. So Definitely get all the answers that you need. Don't let your credit score have scare you. Absolutely yeah. have a conversation. Even if now's not the right time, you guys can make a game plan. Absolutely. And then, you know, maybe six months, a year yeah. from now. Mm -hmm. So like, I think you're, that's exactly right. Don't be scared. Have the conversation. Yes. Get your blueprint. I always believe if not now, when? Yeah. You will be, you can and will be a homeowner. Right. Just know the process and just feel comfortable with it. I love it. Keep the faith. Have that conversation. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think uh, this was great. Thank you so much no, for thank coming you. and chatting with me. Absolutely. Right, Susan Sherman, everybody. Thank you, Christina. Thank you.